Guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio's ESL Podcast, and I'm bringing to you some real good stuff today. Close listening again. For those of you who are looking to, uh, you know, to put things in order and whatnot, I do have a blog available, I hope. And this blog is, of course, on the ArsenioBuckShow.com. You're going to have to listen to the discussion and number the main ideas in order. Okay, so this could be a little bit difficult, but what this is about, it's about like the discussion about sports. What do you think the, you know, the, the fairness of it, the funding, the children in sports, it's a lot of good stuff. And so what we're going to do, we're going to listen to it and then we will discuss about it. And I just hope that my Bose speaker does not go out on me. That's the biggest thing. So nonetheless, guys, let's get into this. It's quite a complex problem, I think. After all, we can't stop companies from trying to develop better sports equipment that gives an advantage to people who use it. But that does stop it from being a level playing field, if you don't mind the joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I think it's helpful to think of it as a problem with no ultimate solution that can please everyone. Because how you view it basically depends on your perspective. Sorry, can I just jump in here? I can't let that go unchallenged. What you're saying is that you can't please everyone, but surely there is a right and wrong. It doesn't matter who is pleased by it. We should just be trying to do the right thing. You always look for issues to be black and white, Hannah, but they aren't. Think about the company that made the super fast swimsuits. They are a company with shareholders in competition with lots of other companies. They naturally want to appeal to customers with a product that will help them swim better, so they make a swimsuit using technology that reduces drag in the water, helps the swimmer float, and makes them go faster. So their customers break the world records. Great! Right, I take your point. But what you're saying is that there are other people who can only afford different brands who will inevitably feel they have been unfairly treated. So why couldn't they have bought the same brand? I mean, they... Sorry, Hannah. Sorry to interrupt. But that's not the main point, as I understand it from the second article. The fundamental problem is that the impact of the technology is not restricted to current swimmers. What about the people who held the records before? They must feel that it is the technology that has beaten their record, not the actual swimmer. The other examples were quite interesting. The way that the cyclist Graham, where is it? Uh, here in the first article, uh, Obrey. Thanks. Yes, Graham Obrey. They banned his new design of bikes because they were faster. Twice. Let's get something straight here. Issues with cycling are not just confined to this problem with technology. The sport is also a big player in the other aspect of this topic, doping. Right. Yes, some big names spring to mind. Cyclists who have become mixed up in that. Yes, there is an argument that it should be legal, that doping should be allowed in some sports, because they're going to use drugs anyway, so why pretend? What? And a lot of the health problems athletes suffer apparently result from incorrect administration of drugs by unscrupulous doctors. So why not make sure they're properly administered by honest doctors, not disgraced doctors who don't care about the law? That was a very powerful point made in the third article, I thought, anyhow. You would, though, wouldn't you? I remember you telling me <laughs> that you were a big fan of some of those cyclists who were implicated. Excuse me? Damn. Don't be ridiculous. 
I'm just explaining what I thought about the article. It's irrelevant what I think about any particular cyclist. Sorry, sorry. I was just saying... Uh, okay, let's get back to the point. <laughs> Hannah is right, I would say. It seems that everyone agrees that it is unstoppable because the pharmaceutical companies are always developing new drugs and being new, no one can test for them. Hmm, that's true. But does that mean we should just allow them? My inclination is no. Surely we would end up with an elite group of athletes who are nothing like normal human beings. Yes, that's already happened in some sports. In the 70s in particular, bodybuilders and so on, and uh, Florence Griffith Joyner, there were some suspicions about her, but, but she wasn't caught. So her records still stand. And she died very young, which is one reason to continue banning drugs. They are very dangerous. Prolonged use of them can significantly lower life expectancy, according to the second article. So what? Lots of sports are dangerous. As that same article says, boxing, car racing, if it's adults doing them, why can't they take the risk? And why not just have separate events for dopers and clean athletes, as is suggested? Hold on a minute. You always do this. Make radical statements without thinking them through. How would we know they are clean? The problem wouldn't go away. It would just shift to the so-called clean sports. Yes, that's a good point you make there. Wow, that is a very entertaining and deep conversation. Again, I can relate to that. Um, the track and field, um, I think it's one of the ugliest sports out there, and it should be one of the most gorgeous. But it just seems like America, every American gets their hands on like some of these, these steroids. You know what I mean? And so, first and foremost, I'm just going to throw this in there. Unscrupulous means immoral, unethical, cheating, not fair, okay? So I know you guys probably heard a word. You were like, unscrupulous, what? Yeah, unscrupulous means unethical, meaning not fair. So there are lots of unscrupulous athletes in track and field. Um, a lot of people, and you know what? I really want to touch up on Florence Joyner. I'm sorry, Jackie Joyner-Kersey? No, Jackie joyner Florence Joyner. Now, for those of you who do not know Florence Joyner, she holds the world record at 21.5 in the 200-meter run. Why am I telling you this? It's because she was a gorgeous athlete in and out. But next thing you know, ended up developing lupus. Lupus is basically when your limbs fall off. I could be wrong, or it was another disease that was in the same realm. She died very young. She got very sick very quickly. There was a lot of suspicion behind her. Her being a gorgeous soul from head to toe, there was lots of suspicion about her taking drugs because again, a lot of people said if you look at the sides of her leg from the semifinals to the finals, she got very big very quickly. We're talking, I think, about the 19, uh, 1988 or uh, 1988 because it was in Seoul, South Korea. 1992, I believe it was in Barcelona. And so nonetheless, uh, she just has that hanging over her head. Um, and we will never know exactly, you know, if it is true. And of course, since then, no one has ever broken her record. But there wasn't any suspicion with Michael Johnson because Michael Johnson wasn't even as big. Florence Joyner was much bigger. Maurice Green, uh, Tyson Gay, just about everyone, even Louis Francis of Great Britain, all of them have been tabbed with steroids. And it's unfortunate because here we are. And here, are, here is a nation sticking up and rooting the guy on in the stands, paying all that money only to see him 
being unscrupulous, doing a disservice to his countrymen, to everyone out there on the track, and to not being fair. The most, the, the most, uh, the, the biggest one that had ever happened was, uh, it goes by the name of um, Ben Johnson of Canada. He got caught doping right, right in the competition. He beat Carl Lewis, who was, uh, again, Carl Lewis is dirty too. Can you believe that? Um, and so he beat Carl Lewis, and Carl Lewis just has a really, really nasty attitude anyways. But nonetheless, uh, he beat Carl Lewis, and then a day later, like, he hurry up and left, and cops got him, and yeah, the Seoul police got him. He got tested for doping, and that was the end. So if we look at their arguments, one girl was like, hey, we might as well have a clean sport, a dirty sport. Oh, yeah, but it will loophole over, ultimately, at, one, at some point or another. Um, and again, if we look at cycling and cycling and what, you know, Lance Armstrong, what a terrible story that is. Here he is, he's overcoming cancer, this and that. And of course, what can be contributory to cancer is possibly him, him doping. And so they made a logo that just do it, all this stuff, Lance, all the, all this apparel for him only to realize that he's a doper just like a lot of them are. And it's so unfortunate, but at least some of them out there by the names of Mo Farah, they're very good. Now, if we look at technology, they were talking about probably in the Beijing Olympics or the London Olympics that, you know, USA was wearing track, you know, swimsuits that were faster. And this had become a big controversy also. So guys, when we talk about ethics and morals, guys, to a certain extent, if you're competing in a competition and you're taking something that other people aren't, and, and it's going to enhance what you do, like Sean Merriman having all those sacks in the 2006 NFL season playing for the San Diego Chargers as a linebacker, and him being tested for PEDs, performance-enhancing drugs, just a year or two years later and being kicked out of the league after that, that's not fair. And you should be banned forever. You should have lifetime bans. Um, and boxing is one of the dirtiest sports out there. Um, you don't see so much boxers, you know, getting tested for PEDs. Well, I think you do just as much as you do, um, in football, but boxing, I mean, could you imagine uh, more than more often than not in the eighties, they would try to put plaster into the gloves of some blocker, uh, boxers and, you know, uh, by the time it reached the sixth, seventh, eighth round, because of all that sweat, the plaster would get hard. And then it's basically the other person on the other side is being punched in the head with cinder blocks and cement. So this has happened on a number of occasions. And so uh, sports, there should be no performance enhancing drugs because guess what? Florence Joyner, that remains a question. And she's dead now and she died very young. How did she die so young and she was just so fit? How does someone die so young and they've been running their entire life? Doesn't, I don't believe that. I, I'm sorry, I just don't. There was some kind of factor that was in it and it ultimately cost her her life. And so on a very serious note, don't take anything that can enhance you just for an end result. Be more concerned, be more dedicated to the process of becoming the person to achieve that more than the end result in general. See, Florence Joyner, the boxers, the NFL players, they wanted to have the upper hand and win trophies. They didn't care about the process of actually putting in the work. And that is unfair. So with that being said, guys, stay tuned for more. I got another listener coming up later on this week.
I'm your host, as always. Make sure you join the discussion over and out.